0: Hi, and welcome to another episode of the Vinyl Resting Place podcast with me, Barney. And me,
1: Dapo. Uh, We're joined by a very special guest for us personally, because he is the artiste behind the lovely logo that you see every time that you watch our podcast. Watch our podcast? Listen to our podcast. (laughs) It's an audio medium. Um, But (laughs) uh, we are joined by my very good friend, Devin Arden.
2: Yo, uh you guys should have like a little um soundboard for when you introduce
1: people. <laughs> 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 pew 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 yeah, like the uh yeah the M O G horns and stuff to come out <laughs> we'll start this when, when we that's how you know we made it big time when we, we we'll we'll start like getting soundboards and, and reactions <laughs> like audience clapping canned laughter booing when someone makes a bad that's it, choice that's like, it all that's exactly
0: that. it, and it oh, I could hold so much power it'd be amazing oh honestly so just build myself to be the funniest person on the podcast every time like, regardless of what actually happens
1: this would just become a really terrible sitcom <laughs> just like us <laughs> making a joke just can laugh Hey, i'm meeting my monday mornings man <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, dev mate um thanks so much for joining us uh we we appreciate having you on i mean as soon as like I, I told you about the idea or i even had the idea you were someone that i wanted to get on like music taste maybe biased because we're very similar um but someone I know who has uh, a good taste in music and is knowledgeable about it. And we were so lucky that you uh, were kind enough to, to do our logo as well. Cause I mean, we had a bunch of ideas and you properly brought them to life. Like what we ended up yeah.
0: with is class. Um, yeah. I so really, really appreciate that. it, man. Thanks so much. And
1: if you don't like our logo, suck out. Cause it's great. <laughs> 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 um, <laughs> yeah, tell them, man. <laughs> uh, a little bit of a shameless plug, Dev. Go on, tell them where they should follow for your artwork, for your personal. I think if uh, anyone deserves a bit of a shout out, it's you. Oh man,
2: safe. Uh, well, yeah, just da dot studio. Da dot studio underscore. That's it. Um, it's nothing special. I'm not the actual one at all. <laughs> nice. But
0: if you if you if you want stuff, then yeah, let me know. <laughs> so. We know, obviously, you're a great designer, you have great music taste. Can you tell our listeners a little bit more about yourself, just where you're at in life, what you get up to in the daytime, what's going on?
2: So, right now, obviously, life's a bit crazy right now, isn't it, because everyone's working at home and staying at home and stuff, but if life was normal right now, I would be at my um, London flat, um, I live in Shoreditch, um, I'm a graphic designer in like the movie and film and entertainment industry. So I do a lot of, like, film advertising work and that sort of stuff. Um, yeah, I kind of just cruising and floating by, living in London, doing my thing. That's it.
0: Sounds
1: absolutely dreamy,
2: mate. I love that.
1: Yeah, you're living life, you're living life. And <laughs> you're, you're playing down your work. Like, what he does is very sick. I I'm not going to embarrass you now, but all I'm saying is, if you've seen any adverts for Fast Furious 9, that was Dev. If you saw any adverts for Lovebox 2020 <laughs> last year, that was Dev. Like He's very talented and he's really good at what he does. Um,
2: hey man, you, you're lucky this is a fucking podcast <laughs> and not like a video thing or something else fucking see my face blushing and <laughs> <his> shit. <laughs> uh, we, we,
1: we know you've got great taste, um, but the only taste that really matters is your taste in crisp. Um, what a segue what a segue (laughs) 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 love that one Um, I've known Dev for a a few years yeah Um, and he has the bougiest taste in food. Like you'll you'll be getting like a Deliveroo. Everyone's like, oh, you know what? I'll just get like a like a KFC or like some fried chicken. He loves his fried chicken, don't get me wrong, but he's also loves some sushi. He always gets like a Carluccio's, a bit of pasta, artisanal, like <laughs> So I'm I'm expecting big things from this uh this crisp choice.
2: Um okay. <laughs> See, I've got to think about this carefully. Because I don't want to go off instinct; I've got to actually think about it. Um, mm. I was gonna say before I came on here, like flaming hot Cheetos or something, because they are they're they're great, but they're not they're not like you can't get them all the time, and I wouldn't get them all the time. So it probably would actually have to be like Tyrrells or some shit.
1: What do you I know what I mean it, the bougie. salted
2: ones? Just yeah, salted Okay. Yeah, you know that's it. Like. No, nothing extra about it. It's just like salted Crisp They're
1: good salted crisps. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, right? I don't mind a ready salted crisp. Like I, 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 I get a lot of stick for enjoying a, a, like a plain salted crisp. But I, I understand why people hate on it. Like it is a, it's a very plain choice. It's boring. Boring. It's boring. Yeah. It's boring. <laughs> boring <laughs> guest <laughs> oh, we established that <laughs> there's just not really like much to say on it like mm. very middle of the road
0: yeah but what if
2: I was to say what if I was to say like fucking ready sorted walkers granted do you know what i mean yeah. there's, a, there's a difference in in like walkers and Tyrrells, you know yeah or like the the salt and shake ones from like oh, they the the one crisp, they're yeah. the worst crisps they're the bottom of the why
1: is your crisp telling me what to do like i'm not here <laughs> for like instructions and i DIY. want a snack not later like <laughs> yeah. why are they telling me
0: to do shit 100 100
1: um
0: i kind of i'm i'm on the fence about this i'm definitely in the anti salted crisp team Crisps are a world mm. of fun and adventure, and like we've all eaten salt before, so what's the <laughs> point in that? However, Tyrrells, good crisp brand, I'll give you that. If I was going to have a salted crisp, it would be the Tyrrells because they know what they're doing. Fancy crisp, I like the logo. Maybe slightly under the kettle chip, but still very good.
1: Do you know? Yeah, um, all right. Yeah. yeah, the the only thing that I, I would that. say about Tyrrells that like maybe. I actually hate their vegetable crisps. Like, you know, they're like... Oh, oh mate, they're whack. They're they so, so whack. dead. I, 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 can... I don't even dislike vegetable crisps as a concept, but the Tyrrell ones are actually dog. Like, they are, <laughs> they are so bad. And they're so expensive. I'm like, what am I even paying for? Oh, they're like £50
0: pounds for a bag. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it is bad. <laughs>
1: today you're boring but <laughs> <laughs> that's fair enough you know. <laughs> can't deny you um we would love to hear about your vinyl rest in place album because i think it is actually a lot less boring than your crisp choice
2: mm, it ruins your little theory you've got going on yeah for this whole crisp thing it but does yeah. yeah you kind
1: of you've kind of thrown a spanner in the works for the whole concept like you're actually a very interesting person but you <laughs> oh, might just try to... to stay low-key <laughs> we just have to scrap this segment entirely. <laughs> <laughs> you've ruined it ex-
2: exposed it mate <laughs> um... um all right so My Vinyl Resting Place is a mixtape from an artist that I've been following for, like, nearly 11 years, and I, like, easily consider him one of my favourite artists of all time. Um, It's uh, Mac Miller. A lot of people that know me will probably know that, obviously, it definitely would have been this artist, but the mixtape in choice is Kids, um, which came out in, like, 2010, I believe. Um, Yeah, man, he's just, like... It's a good... I think it's a good choice because it represents like the start of something for me like it really takes me back through my entire adolescence with basically some of my closest friends to this day um kind of like a as I said like a starting point of like what would define to be a kind of like a turbulent but beautiful adolescence um and yeah so growing up I listened exclusively to hip-hop um and that was like an influence of a bunch of things from like my sister gave me like a a whack iPod shuffle loaded with like (laughs) fucking Kanye West and 50 Cent and Tupac songs um, in like, that was in like year six or year five or something. Um, And then I was playing games, which had like Snoop Dogg exhibit and Chingy on there and stuff. But um, I think that was kind of like the reason why a lot of my like interest flowed into hip hop. When I was listening to like music and discovering music, it was always like centered around hip hop. Um, But the problem was, was that like none of these artists I was listening to, kind of resonated with me. Um like I'm not gonna obviously sit here and say that like fucking Chingy's music, you know what I mean? Like made (laughs) made me think deeply about life and I really connected with like the lyrics he was talking about and stuff. But um yeah man and then like I kind of discovered Mac Miller um and that was in like year nine. Um I remember coming across like the Kool-Aid and Frozen Pizza music video. And at the time, you're at that age and, you know, you just kind of see a young, like, you kind of like a young, unshaped, wide-eyed teenager. And you kind of just instantly sold into the character of Mac and the vibe of that video. It was just full of, like, hip-hop, skateboarding, summer, getting blazed, roaming around the neighbourhood with your friends. Thinking, like, the world's your oyster and shit, you know. So, coming from someone who was just a suburban white kid, like... It's easy to just see a bit of yourself in Mac Miller in that sense. And you just kind of emulate what you saw from him because you just kind of like have a bit of sense of direction. Yeah, looking back, discovering Mac was just kind of a pretty important milestone for me. I think Kids is an important record too as well. Not only just because it did help shape my introduction to adolescence, but his music was always kind of present in my years growing up into adulthood. I think that's also because the topics in each of his albums kept changing perfectly with the times like from relationships to drugs to love to depression and family struggles. And like, obviously all of that just kind of resonated with me and it just helped me through my own personal struggles that I was going through at the time of growing up and stuff. So this record basically doesn't only just remind me of some golden era times with some of my closest friends growing up, but it was also kind of like the gateway to an entire discography of an artist that I've followed through the years and just connected with man, like Kool-Aid and frozen pizza, Nike's on my feet, Good Evening, la, la la, paper root. They're like some good songs on there. I personally connect with because it has that kind of like association of like, right, this is the first time I discovered this artist. So my understanding is like this this whole vinyl resting place concept isn't supposed to be something that's like your favourite artist's best work. It's like something that's just like you've got a personal connection with. Which is why obviously I pick kids because if I was to pick something like Faces or MacaDelic or Swimming, which are arguably like a lot better in terms of his work and style and development and everything, it just wouldn't really compare. Wouldn't really have that sort of effect. Basically, kids, that's that's my vinyl resting place um, record. I think it's fucking cool little mixtape from time ago that really just reminds me of sick times, um, and is. The whole reason why I've been following this artist for eleven years, um, yeah, man. Rest in peace, Mac Miller.
0: Absolutely beautiful introduction to the album, mate. Really a wonderful exploration. In the air of like the reasons behind it, the album itself. Uh, before we dive into Mac Miller, I just want to really, yeah, shout out to your choice and even you admitting like you don't think this is one of Mac Miller's best works. We've had quite a few guests on at this point, and a lot of them say albums that do confirm to the idea that it's a special album to them but also they still think is like the best album this person's ever released or one of the best albums of all time and for you to pick an album that is more emotional than excellent is exactly what we're about here and i really appreciate you going for that i think that's a really cool shout
1: yeah 100 um i echo barney's thoughts and i think you put it across better than anyone could have as i was listening to you say a little bit more about the reasons behind your choice um one, I, I think you, you put it so eloquently, but also I was like, just agreeing and nodding my head and I was like, yeah, this, you're actually spot on. The like album and your connection to the album, as Barney says, is, is 100% why we're here. Um, And you've really hit the nail on the head with our, with our concept. And I think with Mac Miller, it's something that, I agree with totally we've spoken about him a lot over the course of this podcast I mean at this point in time like this podcast is legitimately just watch your favorite Matt Miller album <laughs> 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 little fan club man it's a fan club <laughs> just, we're just here gassing up Matt Miller he was my choice as well and the reasons you gave were a lot more in line with the reasons that I gave as well um, and, and I think something that I, I'd want to kind of delve into a little bit deeper is that idea of um watching the 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 evolution i'm sure we've had this conversation like an afters or something like but being from like year nine to uni the change in music at each stage like with each project that he released was eerily similar to the changes going on in my life at the time like at every point that I found Mac Miller or heard new Mac Miller, I was like, is he talking about me? Like, it's <laughs> he- yeah, Mac- yeah, yeah. <laughs> so cringy to say. It. Like, I hate it's myself. It's narcissistic for as it. fuck yeah, to say, honestly, it, but like, it's true, man. Like, it's it's weird. It is. It was weird. Um, and a hundred percent, like, kids was the start of it. Like, we didn't have for our generation. I don't think a rapper who was just talking about the random crap that we go through and that we do like his music was so inherently school music like it was it was about being a teenager um, and there's a lot more of that now I think I think there are a lot more uh, kind of young rappers I think maybe the, the genre is shifting and, and there, there's more avenues to being famous and getting recognized but there wasn't when we were in year nine year ten that artist that you could really really relate to in hip-hop and max stands for that massively and I think that this album is that. It was the first thing that I remember listening to being like, Oh, he's he's famous but he's talking about stuff that I do on the weekends and, and stuff that like I can actually connect to my own life which is which is so important I think. Oh yeah.
0: I think you're absolutely right with that. Like I mean even we're talking about this um mixtape now. I just watched the music video for Kool Aid and Frozen Pizza before we started. And if you're looking at like content and relatability In year nine, I was eating frozen pizza, and I did drink some Kool-Aid, and, like, comparing that to Carne and stuff, like, did I smoke cocaine? No, I didn't do that in year nine. (laughs) Did I have loads of prostitutes and stuff? Like, no, that's just not what I did in rural Bedfordshire, but, like... You're so right, like, hearing someone... I mean, who knows? Maybe... And I think maybe, some people you know, like... did in my school. There were some rough <laughs> kids, but um, not me personally. <laughs> um, yeah, like, being able to hear someone who is famous and has, like, a whole album out around your kind of age, doing the same things you do is so inspirational. And yeah, mm. I think, like Dapper, you just discovered that at the perfect time, and that must have been such a fantastic experience for you. Oh, dude, totally.
2: Like... I know, it's just fucking awesome, like, you just come across this guy, and you see all this cool shit in this music video, and you're just like, oh my god, this guy's just fucking, he's the shit, do you know what I mean, like, and you kind of, as I said, like, you just emulate what you see at that age as well, like, it's so obvious, and me and all my friends, we basically just fucking instantly just bought into that lifestyle, you know, we followed through with it, and every time, like, an album dropped or something like that, dropped, as Dapo said, and you guys said, like, it's just always seemed to hit with the things that were going on in life. And you're just kind of like, all right, this guy's like almost like another friend in our group. Do you know what I mean? Like, he's just, he's there. Like, he knows what he's doing. Like, and it's weird because like, obviously it got to the point where he he passed away. Sadly, rest in peace. Mm. But like, I remember like me and my closest friends, we basically, we had a call that evening because we were just like shook. We were just like, this is weird. Do you know what I mean? How are you guys feeling about this? Do you know what I mean? We just didn't really know how to process it at the time. But yeah, man, it's just it's just a cool thing to have that that artist at that scale that is talking about things that are relatable, that aren't kind of like
1: so out of reach of your age. um, For sure. Something you said that um, I've spoken to Barney about, um, which still hits me every time I think about it, when you were saying it's just like having an extension of your friends group. When on the day he died, or the day after he died, there was one of these like tweets that go going around. It was like, if you are a fan of Mac Miller, when he died, it's like losing one of your pals, like it's like losing one of your boys. Mm. And it was so accurate to how I was feeling at the time. Like, I felt like a, a mate had passed away, and I'd never really had that experience with a celebrity or, or with a public figure because you are naturally disconnected from them like their lives are so far apart from your day to day you you only see them through the art but there was something about Matt Miller and it was through the way that like he matured and, and I matured in my like listening and like appreciation of music at the same time that you, you feel like a part is missing mm. um, and totally it, man it was it was so weird like you're saying like I remember Where I was, and I remember what I was doing. I was out in Argentina. I was just like, I went out with um, some mates, and there was one other guy, a Portuguese bloke. Shout out Miguel. Um, He's not listening. We just took over prees, and we were like, we're just listening to that better. I'm sorry. Like it it wasn't even like in like a sad. We're sitting around like crying, but we're like, we want to mark this in a way. Like we we Mm. we. This means tribute. something more to a, a tribute, exactly, exactly, um, and it, I think you, you, you're just spot on. Like he was, like one of your boys, um, mm. and I feel like, especially for, for, for you, like you were living the lifestyle. I can't skateboard. I haven't got the coordination. But <laughs>
2: like, I mean, he never skated, but like you know, what I mean, like he's just kind of had that, yeah, that vibe, vibe. Or whatever.
1: Yeah, a hundred percent. And it's weird to think. I don't think I'll probably have that feeling for an artist again if i'm honest
2: totally man totally like that's it like i don't know it feels like in a way it's kind of like him passing away was like the kind of signaling of like us going into like adulthood and also to have that much music come out and not try to change your own kind of personality to make sure that you do you know what i mean have like completely new sounds and contents or whatever like he's Mm. manage to change his sound but also remain the same person in doing so which is crazy like he's not faked it just nuts although although there are some there are some fucking songs on there that are so fucking wank now like you just
1: <laughs> you look back and you go oh this is just
2: this is just shit isn't it like <laughs> i'm not being funny yeah. but like you can't deny it
1: some of it is aged poorly I think oh, <laughs> some of it tell is me about poorly.
2: it. I think at the, I think at the, at the time though, at the time like those sort of like beats that like beat selection and stuff, and yeah. maybe like the choice of words or the rhyming schemes and stuff. Maybe where that was quite current because yeah. 2010 like is fucking decade ago. John. Oh god, it's been
0: a while. So a whole, it's been whole, a whole different
1: minute. time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, music music's come a long way. Thank God. Um, yeah. 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 <laughs> 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 Let's uh, let's chat about what aged well in this album, and uh, what would you say if you can pick one, would be your your favorite track?
2: Um, well, I'd say yeah, the the stuff that aged well for me, I think Kool Aid and Frozen Pizza, Good Evening, Um, Nike's on My Feet, Paper Root? probably. Maybe uh I think Paper roots has got that kind of definite nostalgic aspect to it. I don't know the beat, maybe to some extent. But favorite song on that mixtape would definitely be "Cool Aid" and "Frozen Piece of Man." It's gotta be.
1: Does it though. Like, I take it. I take it. Oh shit! Back to the drawing board. Yeah. <laughs> No, I I think you picked out some uh some great ones um and probably for the right reasons. I think, I mean, there's not a right or wrong, but there are a lot of songs that are very 2010, like you were saying in terms of beat selection. I think the ones you've chosen, Kool Aid and Pizza, definitely Good Evening, definitely Paper Route to an extent, are a lot more timeless beats like they're 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 a bit more based on kind of like 90s hip-hop and they're a bit more musically thoughtful and things like that um which is probably why they they can still be a good listen uh in 2021 um barnes now barnes was a was a mac miller like novice when he when he when he started this podcast by the time this (laughs) episode comes out i swear to god he is an expert
0: i think i'm now two-thirds the way through everything (laughs) he's ever put out uh, completely <laughs> against That's my insane. own will, um, various people were forcing me to listen to more listen Mac to Miller. <laughs> <that. laughs> uh, I am not again. Uh, put on the Spotify. Um, oh, you poor, you poor bloke, mate. Jesus. <laughs> um, fortunately, I've really enjoyed exploring Mac Miller. Um, I don't have the same connection as you two. Like we're saying, like a lot of the connection you guys have is because you found him at the age when Mac Miller was also at that same age, and being 22 I don't have a lot in common with Mac Miller when he was in 2010 so (laughs) I'm going to put it out there right now this is my least favorite Mac Miller album we've covered so far it's just not as polished it's not as relevant to me as some of his later stuff but I do think there's a few good songs on here um very in tune with you Devin I think Nike's on my feet was big up for me I like Senior Skip Day I thought that was a fun one um those are probably my top two, to be honest. I'll go for Nike's On My Feet is the best. Um, though I did enjoy Paper Root as well. Like, that was good. I
2: forgot about that one. Senior Skip Day. Mm, Se- that. Yeah.
1: yeah that, skip the album definitely peaks in the middle where you've got, like, Senior Skip Day, Nike's On My Feet, Knock Knock. Um, like, that is the height of it for me. Um, like... Nike's On My Feet is the best song on the album, I think, objectively. But my favourite oh, song yeah. is Knock Knock. Knock is so fun. Like, I like, <laughs> I can't explain to you. I probably haven't listened to the song for like five years. But it is such a fun listen. I think probably bias and, and going against what I normally do on the podcast. Normally, I'm, I'm very much like going down for the the best song and the best musically, but I'm going to go for knock knock just because I think life's a bit shit right now. (laughs) (laughs) And, And there's a lot to be said, not just in music. I think in a lot of art forms for stuff that just makes you feel good. Um, and, um, listening back to knock knock, put a smile on my face. Um, so that's going to be that's going to be my choice of of the best song this album i, I think it's definitely worth a a, a listen in terms of like lyrically i think it's one of the more clever um rhyme schemes and, and and flow patterns on on the album as well like using a a beat that he wouldn't normally sit on as 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 comfortably i think he 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 plays around with his flow which is interesting and and, and a bit of a highlight to his talent but yeah, there's a lot of shite on this album. I I I, <laughs> I I I I I don't think it's um I don't think it's disrespectful to say it's a debut it's it, it's an introduction it, it's youthful and and a first attempt I think that's the best way I can describe it. Um, one thing I I did notice I uh, I don't know if it's something that either of you listened to, some of the beat selections are like so inherently 2010. It makes me like cry. Like I can't remember what song it is. Um reminds me of our city fireflies um
0: now we're talking that's good music that's real music <laughs> right like,
1: there I, I was like oh, what what are we i think it might be on either outside or get em up and there's like a little twinkly like triangle or something or percussion over the top of the melody and i'm like you could have our city sing over this and it would be the same song like, what is <laughs> What <laughs> is going
2: on? Are you sure that wasn't? Don't mind if I do. I don't know if that's on there or not. Don't mind if I do. Potentially, yeah. They might have sampled the entire fucking thing. Yeah.
1: <laughs> they might have done. Maybe, maybe... Have done. that would explain it. Yeah. I don't know,
2: but wasn't that uh, song that like, huge back in that like that era? Yeah. Was it like, yeah. oh god, yeah, yeah, huge.
0: Um, Maybe I that was, was him
2: trying to fucking sell out. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. oh, if I if I jump on this and it's gonna blow, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> it's the it happened. Like, I'll
1: sit, I'll sit here by ticket to the top. Yeah, they're still there <laughs> now. They've never been bigger. Oh man! <laughs> do you know what? Firefly is actually a bag. I don't even know. Why I'm shitting on them. They're good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that's like a karaoke song for me. That's a go-to karaoke song. <laughs> me and my brother wait wait to see that. <laughs> me and my brother absolutely nail it like he goes high, I go low it's it's it's, it's wow. a sight to behold. beautiful
0: stuff. <laughs> <laughs> the family band
1: <laughs> The family band If we ever make it, it'll be covering our city like, exclusively. <laughs> <laughs> This I think will be probably one of the most interesting conversations for this question that we had um, as to whether it is a a good album I think like Barney said earlier a lot of what we get on people are choosing it partly because of the quality Mm. um, and how good it is as an album and what it means and and the things like that and the importance but this isn't why you chose the kids like it wasn't because of accolades and things like that so I'd be really interested to see whether you think it's a good album or not
2: yeah, man. Um, I think yeah. I, th- I think you're right. Like, it's it's not. Let's be real. We've we've kind of established that it hasn't aged well. It's not really a great album in terms of like um, cohesion. Do you know what I mean? Like in terms of like yeah. Good word. Good word, Dev. let like, <laughs> 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 I
1: tried to hide my facial expression, but you're spot
2: on. Yeah. <laughs> um, cohesion, man. I'm gonna keep using that. Um, cohesion, like it. It just there's some great songs on there, and like some of them are hits, but you know, it's a mixtape, you know? Yeah. It didn't intend to be commercially played like that. It was kind of just a collection of songs that kind of like would help put him on the map to some extent. And like, he had mixtapes before that. Like, I think he had like the High Life Jukebox or whatever it was. And then, like, there was like some 420 mixtapes he was putting out every now and then with like Tree J or whatever. But like, it's kind of like you, you respect the, the, the songs that are good on there. But obviously, you're not going to play it like front to back every single time you want to listen to one of those songs. I think there's definitely some way better albums that he's put out. I would say, "Swimming" is his best work commercially. Went platinum, man. Like, it's, that doesn't lie. You know, if it's gone platinum, it's fair, yeah. Um, Faces, I think, is his like. I think faces was something that was just so unique in terms of he kind of produced it all him mostly all of it himself and also just sample choices and everything, like it's just crazy. And the whole story behind that is like he was he locked himself in a pool house studio for like a year and a half or some shit like that. Like he was isolating before this whole fucking lockdown thing, you know what I mean? Like he was the originator <laughs> the of OG, that. The OG which is crazy. Yeah man. Um and then third, I've got to say Machadelic, which is weird, but it's not, again, it's not one of those things that's great, but it's one of those things that's like, if he didn't make MacaDelic, he wouldn't have started exploring different roots in his music because Machadelic was so different and like non-party rap and non-backpack rap and all that sort of stuff. It, there was like Beatles references in there. There was like really weird like film film samples in there like there's a film sample called from requiem for a dream which is about like heroin addiction and stuff like that It's fucking weird <laughs> um and there's there's like french there's this like french woman speaking between like the tracks and stuff which is just it's just i don't know it's, it's really artistic it's like his artistic renaissance of his entire music and if it wasn't for that he wouldn't have explored different avenues he would have just kept going through what Blue blueside park was you know which is formulaic to some extent there's my top 3 in terms of like his actual good music but yeah kids is
1: personal yeah i think you you touched on a really good range of, of his albums i i think i i slightly disagree with you on the quality of macadelic even though i reckon fight the feeling is probably top 5 songs he ever made mm. like kendrick just with kendrick yeah even just for the video alone like that was just it was mad like but I, I see it, it. It felt like a bridge between the old stuff and, and the kids, and and then a move towards what what we now know it was his potential. Barnes, I'd be I'd be so interested, and I, I don't we don't get to say this often. What made this album bad for you? Like, what didn't you like?
0: Um, I think if I'd come at this from the opposite reverse end of things, if I'd listened to this first and then gone through The Divine Feminine, and then gone through Swimming. Perhaps my opinion would be different, and perhaps I'd have more love and respect for it, but it's just because I've seen the heights of Mac Miller now, and then going back in time and listening to something that we are all in agreement just is not as good. was just, at the end of the day, it was a little bit disappointing for me. I totally understand it, and I'm not beefing on Mac Miller and saying, ah, he dropped the ball on this one because he was like 12 or something when he released it or whatever. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, what have I, I, I done? Try to so, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> so I, I know I agree. You used the word mixtape earlier. Like it's definitely much more a collection of songs than an overall experience or journey. So purely because of the bar being so high in the world of Mac Miller, I'm going to have to say like, to be honest, I probably won't revisit this album. Um, I might revisit one or two of the songs, but I, I doubt I'll pop this on again unless you know, I listen to this episode in the future and think, oh, maybe i give it a revisit. But um, yeah, I'm afraid this one was just not for me. I, I'm still kind of entering the world of hip-hop as well, and I just don't have that love and patience to kind of put up with the bad stuff to get through to the great bits. Definitely. Yeah, I um, agree.
1: I think there's something to be said for the time like like you're saying me and dev we found this album at the perfect time like we were we were living it we were there um and i think there is uh, a lot of music not just across hip hop like in general that fits the era it was in and then there's nothing wrong with that and it stays in its box and we're happy with that and we can go and be like oh yeah do you remember for flipping early noughties girl bands like yeah this was sick like people just people just get into that mood like that's the whole reason we have cheesy nights out and stuff like that because people Mm. like to be reminded of that sort of music in its context for 2010 it was exactly what was needed and it was it was the best introduction to mac miller that we could have gotten in 2010 and it just doesn't translate to 2021 and that's okay It, it wasn't meant to be a timeless classic. Not not all music is 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 made for that. That was kind of my my opinion on on this album. Um,
2: I think I think if it was a timeless classic, that really could have fucking swayed the sort of music he was making. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he he maybe wouldn't have gone on that entire fucking I don't know how many albums and mixtapes put yeah. out between kids and circles or whatever but like that entire hiatus of bringing out music that maybe wouldn't have happened yeah exactly like, yeah. It, need- it needed possible. to be shit yeah. so that he kept progressing
1: yeah. <laughs> Damn, I think you've cracked it mate right? that's it we're done <laughs> We've uh, we, we we've talked a, a little bit about uh, kind of Mac in, in, a, in a bit of DR, and I'm probably sure people are a bit sick of us talking about Matt Miller because we could go for days. Um, it would be really interesting t- to know from your point of view, as someone with quite like a a, a wide ranging music taste um, and like different periods in your life where you listen to different music. What other things would have made your vinyl resting place, like, consideration? Oh man, that's a, that's a difficult question. Um, hard
2: hit. I would say, kind of the big one, yeah, hard it is, it's vinyl a hard, resting place. It <laughs> is hard, yeah, this is, hot seat. <laughs> <laughs> <sweat> um, <laughs> shit. Um, okay, 2014 Forest Hills Drive.
0: Nice. Very fair. That's, that's yeah.
2: definitely, one up there that's just fucking, Flawless, yeah. like it's just has emotion in it and everything, and like the that last song, "Note to Self," mate. I I, yeah. I listen to that sometimes just for like, do you know what I mean? You just you want to get motivational. You just fucking put that on and you're like, let's go. Do you know what I mean? um Nineteen ninety nine, Joe I knew it was
1: coming. I knew it. I, I knew that, that was, was coming.
2: mate. That was another song that like another album and mixtape that we literally like bashed so much back in like those times, like when we were just skating and everything going around like fucking wherever, do you know what I mean? Summer, you just close your eyes. You hear that. You think of summer and it's skateboarding. It's just such a golden era. Do you know what I mean? Um, and not it's nineties as well. It's like yeah. reinterpretation of nineties with those beats and stuff and everything. And Joe Bass still hits. So yeah, yeah. that's up there. Um, should I do three? Just cause well, yeah, why not? Uh, three's a yeah. three's a good number. Yeah, I yeah. um <laughs> Um I don't know if I've got an, uh, if I've got a third <laughs> one though. <laughs> 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 it <did> it <laughs> <hard>. <laughs> I shot myself <laughs> there I shot myself in the foot.
0: It wasn't even like we put it on you, you just like oddly three. <laughs> oh, oh <no. laughs> um
2: Yeah, that's it. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna ruin it. Like right. I just
0: wanna jump in and say while you were saying 1999 i really thought you said 1989 as in the taylor swift album and i was like that's such a oh, a <laughs> i was gonna i was coming. gonna
2: fuck with you guys <laughs> i was gonna fuck with you guys at the start of this and say that oh yeah i've changed my mind right at the start right. and say like fucking pitbull or something <laughs> <laughs> age and
1: the chaos why did you need to do that
0: <laughs> in terms of those recommendation picks um, really glad we got the shout out for 2014 Forest Hills Drive. In terms of me being relatively new to hip hop, I would say the song that got me into hip hop and rap was No Role Models by J. Cole, I think. And it still stands as oh, one of my top hip hop rap songs of all time. I think it absolutely slaps. And also Wet Dreams is on there, which is like the first hip hop song I heard that wasn't, or like fully went against the grain of like what hip hop is stereotypically all about uh, like a really open genuine take on um, popping your cherry for the first time having sex um, great album really recommend that pig. I think that's a fantastic one
1: yeah and I'll uh, bounce off and go on 1999 then um, great choices but um, Dev you've, uh, you've split the hosts <laughs> um, <laughs> 1999 <laughs> is an unreal choice I think um, just because he was 16 when he made that album um, and he was oh, maybe I'm lying but I'm pretty sure he was 16 that's fucking nuts what? <laughs> let, <laughs> me <fat-check> s- <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> let me fact check this I'm surprised I'm so like, shook now
1: I'm so shook now. <laughs> fake I mean, news man he's spreading fake news yeah he was 17 when he made it
0: 17 yeah yeah he was 17 yeah
1: oh christ uh you you got me shook <laughs> i was <laughs> like, I, I was genuinely like i i've been chatting nonsense for the last like three years because like but yeah
2: I'm going to make a I'm going to make a Twitter account with a little fact checking specifically <laughs> for your bits on this podcast mate.
1: oh hey I've already been making wild claims I got the Drake song wrong for uh, um, the Lauren Hill sample like, I've just I don't know anything about music <laughs> um, oh mate nah yeah he was 17 when this when this album came out so he was making it while I was 16 in, in, in secondary school um, and I think arguably like I don't think if you haven't listened to it, um, it it's definitely worth a listen. And, and as an introduction to an artist, I think it's the best thing he's he's made. Like no album he's brought out since has matched the quality sonically for me. That album came out in 2012. I feel like he's been around for ages. The guy is 26 years old. He's got so many more years of making music. It's ridiculous. Um, I think Not if he's in a- the
2: 27 club
1: though. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> Let's not. Don't don't wish it on him. I mean, <laughs> I'm not wood. wishing it. That's,
2: that's <laughs> fucking sadistic, man. Like, but like, I'm just saying, you have gotta yeah. be careful with what you say. Yeah. Sometimes you don't want to jinx it.
1: True. T- touch words. I've got a word in there. Touch words. Touch words. <laughs> Looking at the uncool side of Dev because there definitely is one. Um, (laughs) underneath the tattoos and the chain and the the rings (laughs) the cool job it's a facade it's a facade bro there is a guilty pleasure (laughs) that you don't want us to know about Um, and I feel like you should tell us like let us know what are the 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 terrible songs that you've been listening to or the terrible albums that you just can't put away
2: um okay (laughs) all right fine you got me you got me bro (laughs) um so you know how i said basically it was you know i've kind of just exclusively been listening to hip-hop and stuff like that you know like that's just something that you know i kind of always assimilate to in terms of music but you know there is a kind of like wet boy side of me i will kind of like listen to like a little bit like mac DeMarco. Nice. that sort of stuff it's not nice. it's not you know I don't want to I don't want to bash him or anything like that but obviously it's it's guilty pleasure for me because obviously for someone who says they listen to hip hop exclusively you know you can catch me on Spotify sometimes and see me on little friends activity like Tab and you'll see like you know oh shit Dev's listening to Mac DeMarco what is he doing like, <laughs> <laughs> Um so yeah i got to say salad days man Sound is a- yeah, it? It's chill. Yeah, it's it's chill. It's,
1: it's good. It's, yeah. I think yeah. yeah. It's a very, it's a very cool Gilly pleasure.
2: Um, yeah, I'm joking. It was Pitbull. <laughs> That's what I'm
0: saying. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Worldwide, baby. <laughs> Undoubtedly the best rapper of our time.
1: All right, then. Um, thanks for coming on, man. Um, I mean. You were one of the first people I, I told about the podcast idea. Um, probably told you about it possibly before I told Barney. <laughs> it seems like you told most people <laughs> about this before I, I was informed I was going to be a, a co-host. It, it's a recurring <laughs> theme. Um, but your artwork is, is what people see when they like go onto our, our Spotify, yeah, onto our Apple. People can't our, see us. You
0: are, you are the face of us. Uh, yeah. And um, um, we appreciate Emma, you drawing special. us a nicer face than we actually have. So cheers for that, <laughs> man. <Matt. Yeah. laughs> Imagine wow. we're just face. Oh God, Thumbs <laughs> up. No one would <laughs> um, um, But yeah, all jokes aside, you've been an absolutely great guest to have on. Yeah. You clearly know your Mac Miller inside out. It was a really mm. interesting and nuanced pick, and I really enjoyed that. Thanks a lot for that, mate.
1: Really appreciated the the thought that you put into it and it was like emotional as well. Like you, you really like dig dig deep for it and um that that is kind of what we're trying to convey here. So you're like knocked mm. out of the park. Um can't wait for people to, to hear it. Um but that brings us to the end of this lovely episode. Potentially the last Mac Miller episode that we have. No promises. <laughs> <laughs> There's always room for more Mac Miller.
0: There's always room for more Mac Miller <laughs> on the Mac Miller podcast. Um, <laughs> yeah, change your name man. Yeah. I'll, I'll change your logo as well don't yeah. worry is it? <laughs> and to all our lovely listeners thanks once again for tuning in and listening to us chat and we will see you next week, thanks very much
2: Sorry, Siri just went off then. <laughs> <laughs> um, What's his opinion? What's it saying? He threw me off. <laughs> <laughs> He's trying to fucking jump in there. Fucking <laughs> hell.
1: Um...